This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOFOP is rated MA for mature audiences. It may contain sexual references, time travel references, allegations of bin misconduct, and mild coarse language. TOFOP advises that this episode is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who thinks a comedy conversation between two old mates sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. Hi, Mike. Um, you didn't tell us what you're wearing today, so we're just going to get into it. Um, I'm going to count myself in. Everyone relax. No. <laughs> Shit. I'm going to count myself into it. Three, two, one. Everyone relax. This is Topop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And podcast Mike, you are not cutting out that bit at the start. <laughs> you have to put all of that in. Oh, uh, how embarrassment. So Podcast Mike isn't involved in a call because we're not on a call. We are actually in the same room doing the show. Yeah. One of the rare occasions we get to do that and that's very exciting. But it does mean that we can't start with our now traditional, what is Podcast Mike wearing? We even asked Podcast Mike to provide us with a photo yeah. of what he was wearing. He did not send us a photo of what he was wearing, but he did send a tease yeah. to Charlie. A bit of sizzle. A bit of sizzle for an upcoming podcast. I'm going to open up our WhatsApp group chat that we have for the show. And uh, in this, Podcast Mike says this. Okay, here's what I will say. (laughs) End message. In a few weeks' time, end message. There's going to be something worn on this podcast (laughs) that is definitely going to get heads turning. End message. That's what you've got to work with today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so intriguing. What is it? What do you think it would be? Do you think we're taking him literally as in it's apparel or is it something more like, you know, this? so he says he'll be wearing something. He said something's going to be worn on this podcast that will turn heads. Now, I think must singer style. Oh. He's put a clue in like turn heads. What ah. would turn heads be? Like he's going to be dressed like the like exorcist. Like a clown? A clown. Like at a carnival, turning its head. A carnival clown. And, and the entire time we're doing the podcast, he's going to be putting ping pong balls in his mouth. I went and saw a show in Thailand that was very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Except it wasn't a mouth. Uh, or the exorcist. Do you reckon he'll just be in like a 12-year-old's nighty covered in vomit? <laughs> His maybe stringy hair. Maybe he's telling us Demon that he's makeup. leaving the podcast and the only way that he can be rid of us is having exorcism live on air during a TOEFOP episode. What would you like it to be? What would you love? Because normally what happens is uh, he will set up the call and so he'll call both of us. And so we all pop up, pop up roughly at the same time. Yeah. So what would you like to pop up on the screen? What's the big reveal? Okay, so it's got to be something that would turn heads. Because that's very specific, because this is an audio medium. So yeah. the idea that this thing will turn heads. First thing that comes to mind for me is he's dressed like Cher from If I Could if Turn, I could back, turn time, back Time. If I Could Turn Back Time, and he's on a giant cannon. <laughs> Gaffer, he's straddling tape man a giant, <laughs> He's got a gaffer taped black woman keening. <laughs> woman keening, sure. Yeah. And he's fashioned himself a papa mache uh, cannon, cannon, which is between his legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would certainly turn heads. <laughs> 
Speaking of clothing, you're dressed in uh, Tofop merchandise. Yeah, yeah, I have. I uh, I went on a bit of a Redbubble uh, splurge, and I bought myself the uh, uh, the All Drugs Illegal, the uh, homage to Hunter S. Thompson, uh, lead the cover of um, uh, what was I going to say? Leaving Las Vegas. Fear, Fear and loathing. And loathing in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Uh, which is a really good tea. It actually, like, I've worn it around today. Some Tofop t-shirts I won't wear out in public. They're more like home <laughs> t-shirts. You know I mean? Like Quantum Cop. Quantum Cop's like my slobbing around. Tofop, don't share it with everyone. Yeah, don't share it with everyone. Yeah. Tofop, not everyone's going to understand. And the Until We Die, I'll wear out in public. That's yep. the two skulls embracing with the headphones on. Um, but this one... I've worn around today and I've already attracted two comments on it from people who are like, oh man, love fear and loathing. Oh, okay. And then did you then go, well, this isn't fear and loathing. <laughs> this is Tofop, a podcast that you wouldn't love. <laughs> I rip it open. I've got quantum cop underneath. <laughs> this is really what you say you like. This garbage. <laughs> you like this too. If you like that, then you also like this. Now, if someone comments on it, I automatically have to, they have to sign up for a month of Patreon <laughs> just for commenting. You saw it, you bought it. Imagine if you said, you like this? Well, maybe you should just have red bubble cards. So when you're wearing it around, you could go, well, actually, you know what, mate? You know, did I tell you about my you red... could own this. My red bubble interaction. So uh, a couple of months ago, maybe a few months ago now, I did an unboxing video yeah. of uh, some Tofop mugs and I, I tagged red bubble in it. And they got in contact. And they're like, hey, buddy, like, love the unboxing video. Um, you know, uh, would love uh, to partner with you to do some more stuff. And I was like, great. Yeah, send me a bunch of like Tofop merch and I'll plug it. And they're like, no, no, you got to pay for it. <laughs> it's like, well, hang on. So free advertising for you guys? Like not even we get some a, a bigger slice of the pie? End transmission. <laughs> no response back. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, you'd think it would be gratis, right? I mean, come on, Redbubble. <laughs> like, this is like, you're an influencer of sorts. Of sorts? Yeah. You're sort we of charge an people for other advertising we do on this show. Exactly. Unless so, they sneak it into a, an email. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't have a strict policy. No. And we did an entire episode just dedicated to show. just plugging people's <laughs> business. It's our own fault. You're right. Um, I just thought it was an interesting, like, uh, an interesting approach. It's like, hey, we love your videos. Do you want to? It's not actually. It's an interesting approach, but it's not uncommon for a creative to have an email like that. Hey, we love what you're doing. Hey, graphic designer, we love what you're doing. Do you want to do it for free? You'll get great exposure. Yeah, like we've never suggested to anyone that appearing on Tofop is great exposure. No, that being associated with this podcast is great exposure. No, I think. Who do you think would be? I mean, we have advertisers sometimes, but yeah. who do you think? Like, could we champion somebody? Because mm. we have like there are there are a bunch of listeners who listen to this podcast, right? Yep. So we'd have to pick something that's smaller than us, because there's no point us championing something that like is already bigger than we are. But is there something we could make a difference to? Like, we could just identify somebody and just get really behind them and they'd be just like i don't know why i'm so popular now. so like if on a really simple level like a guy who has a coffee van you know you see those guys at the beach and stuff and they just sell coffee out of a van if we got behind that dude right and but, he'd like well here's my problem with that coffee van or guy co well coffee van guy or girl coffee van person oh yeah my they, favorite dutch coffee maker yeah the, the coffee van person 
It's also my name. My business is named after my name, Coffee Van Person. It was so sad to hear that Eddie Van Person died a couple of weeks ago. Um, so Coffee Van Person doesn't work because we don't have enough listeners to influence just one specific area where somebody would have a coffee you van. You don't think? No. It if needs to be something that is accessible though, right? by... All our listeners all over the world. So it's an online business then? Has to be some sort of online business. Or not even a business, an online like video clip or oh, you, we TED talk. To, well, you know, we, we already did that with that dude who wrote Hayfield Girls. We blew up his YouTube channel. Yeah. And, he, he, he was not and he was happy. not happy <laughs> about he it. He was real upset about it. He got mad and posted about it. <laughs> Felt the need to go on social media and write an open letter about the fact that he did not want to in any way be associated with this podcast. I think he's like, guys, please make fun of me. I choose to be in the public eye. It's like, well, well, (laughs) I mean, public eye subjective. I guess you were for a minute (laughs) during the time of that podcast. Probably missing a bit of that tofu feet now. If you write us an apology letter, we can be turned around. We'll flip flop. Yeah. We'll um, get we'll get right behind you again. Yeah, if you, totally. If you, just apologize. Just apologize. Just write another open letter. Bend, and bend the knees. <laughs> you, if you on your YouTube channel, you make a thirty second video where you bend the knee. Do you remember the name of that man? No, I, I mean, do you? I want to say, and my memory is not good, so if yeah, you I, don't remember anyone's name, no. So if I am, correct, you thought you're doing this show with Chris for the first hundred episodes. <laughs> Here's what I will say. You're an Australian actor and you go to the gym. Chris will do. Close enough. <laughs> You're in home and away. He looks like a Chris. I want to say his name was, I'm going to guess and then I'm going to look it All up. Right. And we'll see how, how close I am. Yeah. I believe his name was Michael War. Does that sound familiar at Does. all to you? I'm going to say Glenn War. Okay. So Hayfield Girls was the name of the song, right? <laughs> I can't believe we're doing a sequel. <laughs> He's actually getting some attention again, despite the fact that we said it would take an apology. He negged us and it worked. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hayfield Girls, actually. Maybe this was his plan all along. Hayfield, Michael War. Wow, well done. I know, right? Well, then again, you're both from Hayfield. Chances are you knew his parents or something. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, I've met him 95 times. <laughs> They're on the news agent. Uh, let's see how many uh, views... Hayfield Girls has on YouTube at the moment. Let's have a look. We don't need to hear it again. Uh, 319 thumbs up. 30,802 views. So some of those have got to be TOEFOP related views. I would suggest the majority. I mean, is there any way of working out what it was like before we plugged it? No. I mean, maybe, but I don't know what that way is. Uh, 30,000. I thought you were going to say something like, we don't even have 30,000 views on any of our videos. Oh, absolutely not. Michael War. Combined. (laughs) Combined, we don't have 30,000 views. Michael War, if you want to like, I don't know, get your followers. Yeah, write a song about us. (laughs) Hayfield Dickhead and his mate, Chris. (laughs) We could do the music video. Yeah, absolutely. How about a sequel anyway? Yeah, okay. Well, how about Hayfield Men? Hayfield Men. And, and, then, and, we, and, and then, their mates. <laughs> he's a bloke from Hayfield. He's just an honest fella. He's got a mate. He's got a dog who's yellow. <laughs> Do you have a dog that's yellow? No. No. Don't lie to the <laughs> listeners at home, Charlie. I'm going to go. I, I'm sure we read out the lyrics last time. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, is this like? Let's see if we can update it to be a song about. Okay. Tofu. So this is like Bad Out of Hell, and then there was Bad Out of Hell Two, right? Like Fifteen. This is the any do anything for love. Yeah, but it's got to incorporate tofu. Okay. So the original lyric first line works quite well. The car tapes we played on those long country drives. So the podcast we played on those long country drives. Well, which is perfect because that's where we first got the idea for doing Tofop is we were doing, remember, we were traveling up the coast when you're doing your tour and I was documenting it and we listened to a lot of Smodcast and then we started talking about, hey, we should do a podcast. Okay, well, second line. So the car tapes we played on those long country drives were Kenny's and Dolly's and Charlie Pride's. So ours can be... Kevin Smith's. (laughs) Smodcast, Mark Maron. And I don't know what maybe I don't know Ricky Gervais or something. And Ricky Gervais, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut up your face, Ricky Gervais. We'll yeah. rhyme that later. Yeah. Uh, Mum sang along with Jim Reeves and Bert Ives. Charlie made jokes mm. about Star Wars and Batman. Love it. As we rattled along country tracks, that's fine. And Dad used to threaten us boys with a hide, and if you don't settle down in the back, then Mum would growl, but she'd turn up the volume. And pass around the lollies she'd packed. So that all works. Yeah, we had right? lollies. Not a lot of arguing or growling going on. They don't write pretty love songs for girls born in Hayfield. So this is where we need no, to... They don't make funny podcasts for blokes who live in Hayfield. Yeah. <laughs> American women get songs about how they're adored. Joe Rogan has 40 million downloads. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would love it. I'd love it if someone could take these lyrics. Like, girl, if you're listening, you've done us a solid once. Can you turn this into a song using our lyrics? Um, All right. Well, that'll do. But um, yes, Michael Wall. Well, I hope he's doing well. I hope this does not lead to another... A war of words. I I hope that this isn't the Second World War. I hope that he doesn't do another open letter to once again disavow his association with this podcast. We don't need a war of the worlds. <laughs> um, what have you been up to? What's going on in your world? Uh, so uh, returned from our uh, adventures um, and uh, back in Sydney and I am so tired. I own a, I don't know what is happening i believe it's got a developmental leap but she is not sleeping so i've had about a combined four hours sleep in the last two days because it's when a baby is crying it's kind of almost easier to settle because there's like a you can see when you're making progress because you know they get quieter and calmer and that kind of stuff she's just waking up crying and then staring at you unnervingly for three hours (laughs) like it is it is so hard. Like, I, I assume what's going on is she's teething or she's got something which is just keeping her awake. But it's not enough for her to be in pain. She's just awake. And not awake and chatty, you know, just staring unnervingly at me. <laughs> so i got to say, Will, in the delirium of, like, not sleeping and, like, 3 a.m. and I'm leaning over the cot and my child is lying, like, face down on the cot, head to the side, just staring at me with, like, button doll eyes. <laughs> and it's just... It's, it's doing my head in a little bit. You're like, baby, it's 3 a.m. You're making me crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been, so that's been a bit of a challenge. But um, at the same time, she's now got an, a personality, which is like babies do these things where they, they, they just take these leaps all of a sudden. So in really basic ways. So she now can make more expressions with her face. So when they're a baby, there's like four expressions that you get to know. But now she's, 
experimenting with like pulling faces, smiling, frowning, all this kind of stuff. And so it's, I remember a friend describing having a kid to me once, like having a toy that every week when you play with it, you find like it's a transformer that has a new function. And that's exactly what's going on is just get used to it being, I just got used to her being a baby and now she's a toddler and there's all this interaction and stuff. And it's like, on one hand, it's great. On the other hand, I'm so aware of my mortality. <laughs> With every year that she grows and develops, I realize that by the law of nature, I am declining and deteriorating. <laughs> you know what I mean? With every building block she assembles, one is taken from me. <laughs> well, also because not you're, you're not an old dad, but you're an old. I'm an, no, dad. I, I'm technically a geriatric father. Right. So. You've got to understand, like, yeah, I mean, you're fit and you're healthy. So, like, yeah. hopefully you've got a lot of fucking life in front of you. But just by the standards of society, mm -hmm. as we know from being young people ourselves, there's a time when, as a young person, you're like, oh, no, hang on, we're kind of, you know, in the mix of being in charge of this world. And then suddenly you're not a young person anymore. It goes you're so like, quick. That's so quick. That period between the idealism of youth and that window that you think is going to open where you're going to change the world and then it's past you by. <laughs> like, it's so fucking quick. Well, that, I told you last week about the fact that I went back for the 30th anniversary of my university mm. and that I realized that I had started there in year 28. And when you're just looking at something, like as in like 28 years ago, mm. and so... 28 fucking years. Yeah. Like I can still kind of... Heath Ledger died I at 28. I still think <laughs> that... And that's how I measure my life. I actually said to them, I said, you know I'm a full Heath Ledger <laughs> away from when I went here. <laughs> Where's the ledger at? <laughs> that's what I was like. I measure all things in ledgers. That's what I do. It's been about half a ledger since I've, you know, missed the comedy festival. Um, so... It does. It just goes so quickly. I know this is the lament of being like old, but I don't feel old. Yeah. Right. And I don't think we look old. At least in my mind, we it's all it's all relative. We don't look old to people around our age. But I am acutely aware. I was down. I went um, for a run and a swim yesterday at the beach, and everyone at the beach was a young person, yeah. and. I sort of realized walking amongst those young people because no one was engaging with me. There was no, you know, there's a lot, there was a great line in Six Feet Under where Ruth, Kathy Bates guest stars and she teaches Ruth how to shoplift mm. and they can do it really easily. And Kathy Bates says, once a woman passes 60, she becomes invisible in society. And I'm starting to understand that like in context. So amongst young people, I don't exist. They have nothing in common with me. Why would I even engage or look in that thing's direction? What What do I have in common with that? I do know what you mean. Like I catch the plane from Ballina to come to Sydney for Gruen every week and it's mostly young people who've been on holiday. And I've never felt more anonymous. Like, I, I mean, I have a mask on also, but just it would not matter. I could take my mask off and none of those young people would have any idea who I was. And you're also wearing a Guy Fawkes mask, so you're really anonymous. Under my other mask. Yeah. I'm wearing a series of masks like a Russian doll. That's yeah. what I that's how I roll, but they're all different characters. I've got the mask from Scream. Uh, I've got one of the masks from Fury Road. 
they're all just layered on top of each other. George Clooney's mask from ER. Like, and like the last one is a recreation of the character from the movie Mask. Yeah, Eric Stoltz. No, Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Jim Carrey. And under that is Eric Stoltz and from Mask. That, you're like, all righty then. <laughs> Um, I, I do know what you mean. Of course we are old. But yeah. because when we were young, people who were in their like mid-40s, like Husey turns 50 next week right. or this week, like soon. And like I've known Husey for since we were both, you know, really young stand-ups. And like the fact that he's going to be 50 years old, like I'm 46, but I'm 47 soon, January, like... Like, but 50 to me, I'm just like, oh, yeah, right. Like, I've got a bunch of friends who are 50 now. I think it's 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 a trick of the mind because I was actually thinking about this very thing today and I was thinking about when I first moved to Sydney and we sort of met and started hanging out and that group of friends we made up here. And, like, it was, like, I don't know if I'm romanticising it, but it did sort of feel like... The greatest times of our lives. Not the greatest times <laughs> of our lives, but in the same way that... You know, you'll watch Dazed and Confused yeah. or any of those teen comedies where just life is full of fucking opportunity and nothing matters. And it's just really about like just being full of like piss and vinegar. Is that the, is it piss and vinegar or pith and vinegar? I don't know. I believe it's piss and vinegar. Piss and vinegar. Yeah. But that passes so quickly, but still because it's such a formative Pith and vinegar of- sounds more like a delicious salad dressing. <laughs> Just get some, would you like? Would you like your Caesar with some pith and vinegar? <laughs> you said pith, right? I just need to just need to make sure of that before on. I say yes. Um, it's fine if you do have a list, but I just need, for the sake of this, a little bit of clarity. <laughs> Could you show me it on the menu? I just want to see it written down. Yeah, but those times were so much fun, and you know, like I guess. For me, that was where my lasting friendships were made. I had friends from high yes. school, but a lot of them fall by the wayside. But those friends I made in my early 20s when I first moved up here are still all my best friends now. Well, funnily enough, like some of them are people that I don't see as regularly because like my comedy friends kind of end up, particularly because of the nature of my work, you know, my comedy community becomes sort of my, you know, most social regular group. social group. But I have such affection for those friends of that time that when I... I've, I've just seen a bunch of them recently you know and having after having not seen you know a bunch of them for a a very long time at least not one-on-one you know maybe we've been to some parties and celebrations and major milestones together and so had a quick catch up with those sort of things but haven't had just a big one-on-one experience like catching up with them properly and have been overwhelmed by the fact that all those years that have passed in between just don't really seem to have existed because it just feels so immediately comfortable because mm. it was, it was a pivotal time in our lives. And we had, we were very lucky. We had a cool, really cool gr- group of friends yeah. who all had their own individual lives and interests. And, you know, we weren't all from the same industry. It wasn't like, you know, we were a group of diverse people. <laughs> we weren't, it wasn't entourage. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like, if I'd stayed in Melbourne, my friends probably would all have been in the Melbourne comedy community. Yeah. Well, you know what we all Whereas, had in like, common. Whereas, like, moving to Sydney. Yeah, we were all... Refugees. Uh, yeah, we were all people who were living in Sydney. But who not from Sydney. We're not from Sydney. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if I feel like... I'm very happy with where I am now, but it is that... It's like every time... When I was younger, I didn't kind of appreciate like because oh, i've got older siblings like i remember going to my brother matthew's 40th when i was 
26. So right in that period of, you know, being in Sydney. And I remember just kind of him, like we had a really long, like good deep chat at his, his 40th and him sort of talking about like how he loved the fact that, you know, he, his community, like he gets his friends together and they make a point of regularly catching up. And it didn't really sort of, because I think by nature I'm a bit of a homebody and, you know, if I didn't have a very social wife, I probably wouldn't go out a lot. But every time I do, I always, I really love it. Yeah. I think that we, part of the appeal of our group of friends was also was to the detriment of regular catch-ups because so many of us don't have conventional lives Mm. and they're not on the same structure. You know, like someone's off running their clothing empire, somebody's like, you know, off on tour somebody's you know got their business that they're you know taking care of and and these sort of things or their families and and you know they don't necessarily all coincide with hey every third friday let's catch up and yeah do something together you know um but there is something really appealing about that like our friend gates here um, invited me to go. He's been going uh, lawn bowling, you know, and just having a beer with a, a a person who's a mutual friend of ours. And uh, he was like, "Oh, you should come." And I was like, "Yeah, I'd love to do something like that. Like every Friday, go and mm. catch up with my mates for like a to play lawn bowls and just have a chat about life and, and whatever." So I, I think I'm starting to crave that regularity that I have not had for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most regular thing I've really done over that period of time, particularly because I was touring all over the world and living in different places. And, you know, I've been in fucking heaps of different cities in the last few years, just like from one to the other is like this, probably Mm. like this was the, probably the, you know, the most constant, you know, catch up that I had. Yeah. This was like, Oh, well, yeah, at least I'm catching up with you, Mm. you know, like, I don't want to catch up with those other people because you know how, like, I can't say to, you know, our mate Vorno, mate, I've loved this conversation. Do you reckon we can move some T-shirts? <laughs> Did you say something funny in this? We can work on a T-shirt? I know a guy. I only want to have conversations that I can turn into podcasts later. But yeah, it's it's having a reason to catch up. Like, I think that's one thing I appreciate most about having this show is it's given us a reason to catch yeah. up. And I've often thought about creating something with my other friends. It's similar, not necessarily a podcast, but yeah. like you say that Friday catch up or whatever. And um, I'm hoping that's what, that, that's what's going to happen in the future. Cause you know, a few of our friends are all moving to the same area and there's a lot of talk about wanting to yeah. create something like that. And I just think it's important. I don't know if maybe biologically, you know, that thing of, you know, when you're young and driven and you are sort of going out on your own and you are sort of living a kind of more selfish life or a more, you're just more focused on your own goals. But then it gets to a point. I know, when mum died, the thing that she said to me that really stuck with me was because I was asking her about, you know, her life lessons and yeah. stuff. But she said that she was like, too late. <laughs> yeah. Too late. Bad luck. <laughs> Taking them with me. If you weren't interested before this. She sent me a very cryptic tweet like podcast Mike. I've got the answers of life. Yeah. Um, no, she said that the only two things you leave behind are the things you create and the relationships you make. And I always thought that was... And your stuff. Your stuff gets left behind. Your stuff gets left behind. Can't take it with you. But the value of it, like, I think I've told this story before, but when we were packing up her place, we we went through the house as a family, like literally room by room, drawer by drawer, 
and went through every item. It's like, does anyone want this? If they don't want it, it's either going to charity or we're going to get an auction house to come through and evaluate everything. And so by the end of the day, we'd all got our personal stuff. We'd put the charity stuff to one side and then the rest was the stuff we're going to sell that maybe had some value, money, monetary value. And so the auction house came down to evaluate it and they were like, mm, you know, it's like 200 bucks to the table, 50 bucks for the silverware, 10 bucks for the crystal. And we're like, no, no, no. You don't understand. This is mum's crystal. Like yeah. this only came out at Christmas. Like we would get yelled at if we walked to, like if we stomped past the crystal set, we weren't allowed to. And what we're saying is, it's worthless to <laughs> us because we did not know your mum. And regardless of the value she placed upon this crystal, we're giving you 50 bucks. Well, what they said is basically, in not these words, but people die all the time. And so yeah. every day, households full of stuff is becoming Mate, on the market. we have got so much only used at Christmas crystal <laughs> in our fucking warehouse. You would not fucking believe it, mate. But all that stuff, look, I imagine if you're a billionaire, Gina Reinhardt or something, then yeah, sure, that money's going to be your legacy for generations to come. But for most people, it is really about the relationships. And, and when I say what you create, it's not necessarily like paintings or art or anything like that. It's just like dedicating yourself to something that progresses and that you develop at and get better at. Do you think, because the other way that you can be commemorated is through a statue, of course, the highest honor in our society. Yeah. So we're never going to be commemorated in the annals of podcasting for this show for being the best, the highest rated, the <laughs> most know, liked, <laughs> most liked, the most consistent, the most coherent, the most educational. None of those things. <laughs> Uh, when they have the podcast awards, there is not a category we could enter this podcast in. <laughs> yeah. Most disorganized. Other than we started long enough ago. We did not start anywhere near the start of this, but a lot of podcasts that started at the start no longer exist. Mm -hmm. Could we just pledge now oh God. to go for longest running ever podcast? Uh, yeah. Just dedicate our lives. Like... To, like it would take a big dedication. Yeah. Because there's a fair chance that podcasting won't exist. It'll be an outdated medium. But like if we did it until they shut down podcasting, we yeah. were there on the last day. Well, Tof also Tofop's here. Well, I guess the issue <laughs> is I, my health. I guess the, <laughs> there's that. Well, so the longest running, I mean... The, yeah. We would not, we'd have so much ground to make up on most episodes unless you... No, can't do most episodes. Okay, just longest people are doing running. daily, like the only thing... What was the, can you just Google, what was the longest running TV series? Oh. There'd be a talk show or... Oh yeah, there'd be, be ones like Johnny like Carson. 30 years and stuff like that. But I'll, it's an interesting question. I'm going to Google it. And let's say, let's categorize, it can't be like the Tonight Show that said three different hosts it's got to be the same like hey hey it's saturday it's the same i think it might be hey, hey it's saturday longest running tv show series australia let's do australia okay. first uh list of longest running australian television series are they all sound like they're okay. like fictional or dramatic or is it a mix of everything okay so this is this is fun okay. i like this we've got into a good area here so this one's been on air for 59 years. 60 minutes. It's a current affairs program. Okay. But not on a commercial network. Four Corners. Four, four Corners. <laughs> four Corners. Four Corners. Four Joint Corners. Joint Corners. 
her three, three triplets. It's a brilliant documentary. Have you seen it? They all, they didn't know they existed. <laughs> One of them became Premier. Premier. Victoria. <laughs> Poor Kernis. Poor Kernis. Uh, in second place, also an ABC program. This gives me a lot of hope that the ABC is the sort of place that doesn't cancel programs. But it's another one where they've replaced presenters over the years. Um, 55 years. Uh, so is it also a news program? Did you say? No, it's an ABC program also. Oh. But it's not a news program. It's much, think much younger. Oh, 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 play school. Play school. 52 years. This is a big surprise to me that this one ran for 52 years, but there was a series of it that I don't remember, obviously. Um, not on TV at the moment. Mm. Oh, actually, no, it says 2014 to present. So maybe it is on TV and I just am not aware of it. So, so it's, it's had iterations? Yeah, 52 years. But same, oh, 52 years. And, and it's, it's on a, a combination. If the first one was current affairs and the second one was children's programming, yeah. the third one is a combination of both. It's Hey Hey, it's Saturday? No. Behind the News. BTN, BTN is the third longest running? 52 years. Not consecutive though. It's had some breaks. Wow, my ignorance. Because I just remember the Paul Higgins version from the 80s and assumed it started and ended there. I didn't realize it had been running before and since. Uh, I'm going to skip over Mass for You at Home, which is a religious program. Uh, and then I'm going to go to the next one. 45 years on air, not on air at the moment, was last on air in 2008, children's program. Uh, Wouldn't be good on a podcast. Uh, Humphrey B. Bear. Here's Humphrey. Uh, then next, you've already guessed it. Uh, hey, hey. 60 minutes. <laughs> How desperate am I to get hey, hey in the fucking conversation? 42 years, uh, 60 minutes. 41 years, Mr. Squiggle, the man from the moon. 41 years, a current affair. 39 years, today, the Today Show. 37 years, Dateline. Okay. 36 years. Soap opera. Neighbours. Neighbours. 34 years, a show that um, comes on very late at night, but has been running for 34 years. Hot dogs. Uh, Up late with hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I would know if I found out that it was still running. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, no, okay. It comes on late at night. Is it rage? It is rage. Well done. Thirty-three years. You should know this one. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> is it not? No. Fuck. Oh, home and away. Home and away. Thirty-two years. Compass. 31 years Media Watch. 30... So the behind the news kicked Media Watch's ass. That's amazing. Both shows that deconstruct the media. 31 years, um, a show that is still on air, has had several hosts. Um, it... Uh, uh, what genre? One, well, the, jo oh. the genre will give it away. Okay, it's a, is it a sports program? No. Uh, it is a program where one of the, well, the host of it or one of the hosts of it was nominated for Gold Logie recently. Oh, 31 years, did you say? 31 years. And it's commercial? It's on the ABC. Oh. Um, I don't know. Gardening Australia. Oh, right. Sunrise has been on for 30 years. Landline for 29. Foreign Correspondent for 29. Oh, Wow. This show's been on for 29 years. It is a commercial TV 
not reality, but like factual, like a oh. like a entertainment sort of and like so not a drama, not is a it still on comedy. It's still on, yeah. Um, and it's not quite a reality. It's more of a documentary. Yeah, kind of. It's a commercial TV show. They remember that. Yeah, is it like Bondi Vet or something? It is still on air, I believe, but it would be very hard to film this show this year. Something to do with crowds. Uh, I don't know, what is it? Getaway. Oh, Getaway. Fucking hell. Totally Wild has been on for 29 years. What is that? I've never heard of Totally Wild. It's a like a kids animal, um, show. animal show, yeah. Uh, Ranger Stacy, maybe? I don't know if that's Totally Wild, but okay. Speaking of totally wild. Wilbur Wild. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. 29 years. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Also, extra points for correct, for getting the, the clue. clue. Right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, late line for 29 years. World of Sport for 29 years. 28 years, the 7.30 report. Sunday footy show, NRL and AFL, 28 years. Wide World of Sports, 28 years. Uh, okay, here's one that is... Actually, I'm going to go down to see how low they go. Oh, they go to 15 years. Gruen's done 12. We can make this fucking list. Um, <laughs> I'm going to squeeze out three more years. Come on, fellas. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go to the bottom and see who we've got to go past. Yeah. That's actually much better. Okay, so... Uh, so... Oh, we are on this list. Are we? I mean, you? Yeah, because <laughs> it keeps going. 13 years, grown. Um, uh, all right. So who do I have to get in front of? Um, so Gruen is 13 years. We have to overtake Selling Houses Australia. I know we're equal with them. We have to outlast Selling Houses Australia. Uh, no luck there, mate. ABC News Breakfast Q&A. Mm. Oh, Charlie. Here we go. Here's your bunny. This next year, this gets personal. <laughs> because next year, Gruen will have been on air as long as beloved Australian television series. Kingswood Country. You missed the clue where I said this it gets personal. Oh. Um uh, uh uh, Spicks and Specs. <laughs> <laughs> I meant between you and I. Oh. <laughs> oh, where would it get personal between you and I? Is it a, a foot? Uh, no, what is it? Blue Healers. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy shit, I've got to sabotage Gruen <laughs> to preserve the, uh, the honor. Well, you've got to do it in the tradition. You've got to do it in the traditional way you sabotage shows, appearing on yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So next year we'll be on air as long as Blue Healers. Fuck that, mate. I don't know. I'm going to have to... Oh, and now, longest running in the world. It was what I actually was meant to be, but that was fun. Longest. Well, by the way, even if there's shows longer in the US, 56 years is how long we'd have to do the podcast for to even crack a mention as the longest running pod, I reckon. Okay. So here we have... Oh, these are just scripted. In the US. So this is fun. So only 32 years because, you know, you're taking out your sort of news shows and, and reality shows. But so what is the longest running scripted television show in a, in is it a American soap? history? 
It is not a soap. Really? 32 years. Oh, The Simpsons. The Simpsons. 10 years more than any other show. So wow. in for 22 years, this show has been running, which is pretty fucking amazing, actually. It even surprises me. And I am... I've spoken on the podcast before about my enjoyment of this television show. Oh, uh, 10 years. 22 years. 22 years. Your enjoyment is show scripted. Scripted, drama. Oh, it's Law and Order. It is Law and Order, colon, Special Victims Unit. SVU. Uh, 20 seasons, a show that is has not been on since 19... 19- 75. Oh, yeah. 20 seasons, 1975, so 1995. What ran? It's a Western. Uh, 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 75 to 95? No, from 55 to 75. Oh, right. Oh, it was like, um, dun, 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 Gunsmoke, not oh, Bonanza. Same shit. Uh, <laughs> 20 years. Um, it relates to one of the answers you've already given. I can't remember what I've just said. Um, uh, so uh, just give me a genre. Drama. Drama. 18 years. 20 N- years. 20 years? 20 years of drama. And it relates to something you've already spoken about. Um, I can't. What if I, what, like in the podcast in general or just no, recently? in the last three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Um, um, okay, it's a drama. Yeah. And I mentioned something about it before, but I can't remember what the other questions were. I'm going to say, is it a soap? No, it's a crime drama. Oh, oh, oh. Um, CSI? Law and Order. Fucking hell. That's, I mean, I feel like that was a trick question. (laughs) No, I specifically pointed out before that it was Special Victims Unit that's been running for 22 years. Right. Uh, 19, did not star a human in the lead role. Alf. <laughs> I didn't go 19 seasons though. Um, didn't star a human, Lassie. Lassie, well done. 19 years, another cartoon. Uh, hmm. Um, oh, South Park. No. No, South Park should be in there, shouldn't it? Yeah, I would have thought that. When did South Park start? Like 96. That's weird that it isn't in here. I feel like South Park's been running for 24 years. I feel like it should have been here. I remember dudes talking about South Park at uni, and I was at uni between 96 and 98. Yeah. Something's fishy. Oh, this is the only shows that have aired on a major broadcast network oh, for seven or more seasons. Central. They're Comedy Central. Right. So, um, but you were in the right area. Well, we're going to take a little break from the show to talk about the year that was 2020. 2020 didn't play by the rules, Will. 2020 did not play by the rules. If there's one thing we can kindly say about the year 2020 was it was a bit of a rule breaker. Well, and it goes for holiday shopping as well, because between shipping delays and the mess and stress of in-store shopping experiences, there aren't a lot of great options out there, especially as we head into Christmas. But guess what? Our friends over at Movement Watchers have made gifting... Easy. Welcome back, Movement Watchers. See, this is for me. This is a sign that the world is healing. Movement Watchers are back on our podcast, Charlie. Natural Habitat. 
Spring has sprung. The world is opening up again. People can buy movement watches. Now, I understand we have plenty of listeners in other parts of the world. I'm still clapping, by the way. I'm Welcome back, clapping. movement watching. I, I'm just clapping, by the way. This is not okay. some up late Skype call that I'm going to get fired from this podcast for making. I'm still clapping movement watches for this entire time. Welcome back. The world might not be healed, but it's healing. Now, if you don't know, movement make clean modern watches, blue light glasses, and all and accessories. You get great quality and style, and it doesn't have to break the bank. And the best news, Will, is their Black Friday sale is live right now, so you can get ahead of your holiday shopping with the biggest sale of all time. The biggest sale of all time, old 2020, you rule breaker. So if you want to get watches, they've got heaps of great ones there. Their watches really feel like they're $400 to $500 watches, but for a fraction of the price. They're durable, they're great quality, and they are designed in-house out of their Los Angeles headquarters. Now, as we've talked about on Tofop many times, I have uh, the Black Rose watch with the metallic wristband, and that is my fancy, I'm going to put on a suit, I'm going to take my wife out for a fancy Christmas pre-Christmas dinner or a pre-Christmas drinks kind of watch. So if you want to be cool like C. Clawson, you can get yourself a Black Rose movement watch. Is that going to encourage people to get no. movement watches or is there a know. couple of people who are already on the website who have now shut it back down again? <laughs> well, if watches aren't you go, you can also go for some blue light glasses. Now, Hang on. So, are you talking about glasses? Movement, glasses. the glasses people. Yeah, and the watch people and the accessory people, but specifically glasses in this instance. Their ever-scroll blue light filtering glasses are a personal favourite with lenses that protect your eyeballs from long hours in front of your screens. You know, podcast Mike could probably do something like this. He spends hours and hours in front of the screen. In fact, maybe we'll dip into some of our movement money and buy podcast Mike a bit of a present. What do you reckon? Your secret Santa's uh, not that secret. It's Will and Charlie. <laughs> And the TOEFOP funds. The Patreon subscribers. The glasses come in tons of fashion forward styles and there's lots to choose from. So give the gift of better sleep, better focus and better style. And if there's anyone who needs better style, it's Podcast Mike. Am I right, Will? Hang on. That's workplace bullying now. (laughs) The other great thing about movement is the gifting. They have this super sleek matte black packaging. You just add a bow, you're good to go. Their products are one size fits all and their gift guide helps you find the gift that fits their style. Their shipping is fast and they offer free returns all the way into next year. Not that you're going to need it. No. And you know what? If I did have to return something, just for a reason beyond movements control, yeah, like the fact that they offer this, I'm going to put a bow on the return envelope as well. <laughs> Now, this is the important part. To check out Movement's biggest sale of the year with fast, free shipping and free returns, you go to movement.com slash TOEFOP. That's M-V-M-T dot com slash TOEFOP. Welcome back, Movement. Now, we'll put a bow on this podcast because we've got to go. Back to TOEFOP. It's Family Guy. Family Guy. Uh, You've already guessed this. 18 seasons. Alf. NCIS. <laughs> Surprisingly, this cartoon comes in at 17 years, which amazes me because I did not believe that it was anywhere near that old. Um, comedy? Comedy. Well, yes. I personally don't when did love it run them, from? it's still on. Oh. Oh. 17 years. 17 years. Something on the big animated uh, South Park 
Simpsons and Family Guy. Is yep. there another one? And then what's the next biggest? Apparently. Network. Yeah, apart from South Park, obviously. But yeah. Oh, is it American Dad? American Dad. Who has watches been American on Dad? for 17 years. Okay, 17 years. A drama. Name me one character from American Dad. The fish. Oh. Isn't there like a goldfish? It's an alien. Is, is there an alien and a goldfish though? There's a talking goldfish and an alien. I don't know. And then like the dad who's like a real American dude. Do you know anyone who watches American Dad? I don't. I've tried. I don't think it's very good, but it's been on for 17 years. So I imagine that there are some people who watch it. It's the supernatural of animated series. Okay. So now this is a drama. I think finished up recently. 15 years. Maybe it's still on air. How, how long? Possibly still on air. Maybe some major character just finished up. 17 years. Uh, uh, is it a drama? It's a drama. Uh, um, it's one of those fucking procedurals or something. No, it's ER. You're in the right field. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. 17, 17 years. 17 years. See, Will, when we were hanging out in Sydney, when we first met, they were season one of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> That's how old we are. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, all right. So, what are the longest running uh, podcasts? Are you a dude, which has been going for, since 2006, of course. I think for us to take the title, because you know how like some podcasts have different hosts or whatever, or they'll expand to a network and stuff. I think... It has to be us. Like we can't sub in other people or, you know, change the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we start bringing in like a Friday night funny man and we've got a special effects sound guy and, you know, we do basically become a breakfast radio show. If we yeah, become no, no, stern. It's, it's got to be. Just this. Just this. Oh. <laughs> For like another. six years. How many years do you reckon we need to like to know? But just to like, how long do you think? Let's say, and how long will we hold on to the title? Because now you've got 15-year-olds starting podcasts. Yeah, but they're way fucking behind us. We've got the advantage of getting in, not on the ground floor, but mm. like towards the start. So all we've got to do is outlast the people who were doing it four or five years before us, right? So how many people, if you just had to guess, how many people who started podcasts before us are still doing podcasts? Is it like hundreds or is it just tens of people? I'd say Hundreds? I'd say every country would have their top 10 podcasts. But a lot of people have the good sense to stop. This is what you're not taking into consideration. Just because people started before us, some people have also gone, what am I doing? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The question that every podcaster should ask himself, what the fuck am I doing? So just through sheer obstinance, refusal to fucking quit, (laughs) could we outlast them all? (laughs) The world's most stubborn podcast. They literally have not one download. Typhop. The They're mic- still going. <laughs> the microphones aren't even plugged in. There aren't even microphones. They're just talking into paper cups. I mean... Us in a nursing home. <laughs> it does require the idea that it would evolve. So, like, you know, the microphones have got more sophisticated in the time that we've been doing it. Yeah, they're implants now. Yeah. So, yes, in the future, but we might just be in different places and... <laughs> just doing something and we'll just be like should we 
do episode 9000 of Tofop. <laughs> I would love to see like a note. James Fosdyke, like all, really old with a big grey beard and like his hands are all gnarled. No, he's still he doing tries, that work. Still Drawing doing a, a really shaky penis. <laughs> I'd love it. Like I can just see a scene of like a, a nurse in a nursing home and there's just an old man lying on the bed just like a futuristic device in his ear blinking and just hearing babbling is just like, hey, hey, Phil, hey, Phil, guys, Phil, guys. <laughs> and then in another ward in another country, there's another old man lying there going, do you think, you think we should YouTube him? <laughs> it's just us doing the show on our deathbeds. Podcast Mike is the same age that we are now. <laughs> <laughs> and dressed in an outlandish outfit. <laughs> our heads are turning. <laughs> well... Macho Fop has caught fire this oh, week. Oh, good. So many submissions. Thank God. In fact, uh, not just we getting heaps of submissions, but I also floated into the Tea Room, which is our, our Facebook group. Um, I highly recommend if you're a fan of the show, going there to meet other like-minded people. But someone, So do people go there? Yeah. I've always been nervous that no one goes there because what would they talk about? I think there's 2,000 members there. And how many active members do you It's think pretty active. Every time, I don't go there like a lot, but I'll pop in every like month or so. And there's generally a lot of posts. And it's sort of like a lot of it's about the show, but there's also, they discuss other yeah. things that they're interested in as well. But someone did ask a question of, hey, this is what I do. This is, I, I think this is pretty macho. What's your macho thing? And so now there's like 30, 40 comments of people staking their macho claim. So I toyed with the idea of, well, do we include those? And I'm like, you know what? That's their own thing. Yeah. If people feel compelled, if you think you can take the title of Tofop's Most Macho Listener, hashtag MachoFop, then email us in and you'll get read out in the show. Yeah, you have to qualify. But yeah. if you want to have you your own... you got to application. If you want to like have your own tea room or even just in your own house, if there's a couple of you <laughs> listening to the podcast, you just want to say, I want to claim myself the macho fop listener in this household. I'm fine with that. But if you want to dance at the big dance, you got to send us an email. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is from Scott. Sup, boys? Got no idea why I'm sending this email to you because it's a stupid idea. And sorry for the shit I write that ain't smart. <laughs> I like it. Hang on. And sorry for the shit write I ain't that smart. Oh, sorry for the shit I write I ain't that smart. But I could be what you guys call macho. I'm six foot two, 115 kilos. I'm a brickie by trade. Okay, so so far, about the same height as me. I'm six foot two and a half. Yeah, but an extra. But like an extra 30 kilos <laughs> on what I am. So like already pretty macho. I'm a brickie by trade, but now I drive road trains oh. through WA and I can yeah. pretty much operate any bit of machinery. So tell me this, Charlie. Yeah. What's a road train? <laughs> I think it's those long trains where they ship coal and stuff out of mines. So they're like they're really long uh, railways you see out in the desert. And stuff oh, so like they that. are actually trains. Yes. See, I, this is how unmacho I am. I always imagined oh. that road trains weren't actually. Oh, no, maybe they're trains. not. Maybe they're just trucks. I thought they were trucks. And That's it probably was what just it is. Like, yeah, but neither of us know. <laughs> we are so not macho. You are so macho. <laughs> road trains. I'm gonna um... macho. Or March No. Hashtag Macho or March No. We are definitely March No. Um, okay. So he's a brickie who drives road trains in Western Australia. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Road trains. What is a road train in Australia? A road train is a commonly used Australian expression. <laughs> used to describe a prime mover. A track. 
that pulls two or more trailers or semi-trailers. Right. Okay. Oh, there you go. So he drives road trains through WA and I can pretty much operate any bit of machinery, which I reckon is pretty much okay. Because yeah. I always impress when a dude can pop the lid on a car or, you know, fix your washer or whatever. I always that's when I feel my most beta is when like a plumber comes around to change a washer and I'm like, oh yeah, right. Mate, I have so where I live now, I've been, we got caught in a massive storm. So there was a lot of damage to the place. And I've had, I told you before, I reckon in the last four weeks, I've spent more time in the garden than I have in the last 20 years. But it's been pretty good. But the other day I had to go under the house because the bore, <laughs> the bore water wasn't being pumped out. And we'd identified it was a problem with the pump. And... They were like, well, if it's a fuse problem, it's going to be in this bit. It's like under the house. You're going to have to crawl under the house. You're going to have to have a look. And I was just like, all right, well, I guess that's what I'm doing. So I crawl under the house. I have a look. Literally what has happened is that the cord, for whatever reason, has come loose. Like, so all I actually have to do, I don't have to fix anything really. All I have to do is plug it back in and then the bore water starts working and I fix the problem. And for... A week and a half since that's happened, I have been walking on the cloud. <laughs> like, literally, I feel so... Like, the power of manliness. It's just like, I fixed that. I literally just plugged it back in. But I've been claiming so much credit because this ball works now yeah. and it pumps out water. You dominated and that machine. I did it. You gave it life. I crawled under a house and I plugged it in. <laughs> I do most things that you guys think macho cunts do. Yeah. I.e., I work on my cars in the shed and I ride motorbikes, but honestly, some of my best work is smashing around on my ride on, on, on uh, smashing around on my ride while doing my yard work on a ride on mower, drinking beers. Yeah. And then he gave us the, what's that? White power? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know the white no, power symbol? okay? What's it that did, one? Yeah, the white power symbol. <laughs> If you read like right to left, <laughs> um, here's what I would say. Drinking beers on the right on lawnmower. Mucho. Did you write me this letter? <laughs> Is this actually you? <laughs> no, I, I'm not at drinking beer on the right on stage. Right. The other day, so out the front of like, you know, where I live, there's a big sort of like, well, there's a road, right? Yeah. And so kind of both sides of the road, the grass and stuff is your responsibility. But my four-wheeler i can mow because it's a big dip i'm not confident enough on it that like to mow this whole thing you really need like a small slasher or a bigger mower than i have to do one side of it and so my next door neighbor's been doing it because he's got a slasher and so he just does it and i i gave him some beer the other day in return for it and he thought that was very generous but basically that was just me spending 60 bucks saying please don't stop doing this <laughs> i'm so glad that you're doing this thank you very much but I would never drink a beer while I'm on the. No, nah, that I'm. That's. I imagine a day that I would drink a beer while I'm on the ride on. Oh, and not to be outdone by old mate, but last year while loading a truck onto a trailer in my backyard, I broke my foot yeah. due mostly to my superior footwear, his thongs, and because we still <laughs> and we still had to load the truck, and I was fuck it, and I and I was fuck off because I it hurt and I ran around for the next couple of hours, jumping up and down on the trailer before I knew it was broken. I spent the next three weeks in a moon boot, lol. I still got both me nuts, <laughs> but hey, still a good story. I've listened to every app of whatever this is <laughs> over the last two years. 
He shotgunned it. And I yeah, and I still got no idea what it was. Um, but I'll probably keep I'll probably keep listening. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cheers, lads. That's from Scott. What do you reckon? That's pretty much pretty much Scott. I mean, it's funny, we did ask pretty much early in the year, did we have any like dudes who work a trade? And we didn't get much of a response. I was like, oh, no. okay. But we're actually getting a lot of tradies messaging you now. And it, it makes me feel like we do have a macho base. Or at least when we beg for somebody <laughs> to give us their macho credentials, we've got a couple. Darren, nacho fop. Two colon fop. First time, long time. You guys introduced me to podcast the day your first episode came out. And I sincerely thank you. Well. We may be the last <laughs> our episode. Our episode, our last gonna, episode, maybe we're going to outlast every <laughs> single one of them. Much like Samson, your first Nacho Man correspondent, I also have two brothers who are both younger than me and who are definitely one hundred percent more macho. They're tattooed from head to toe and Harley riding mechanics. They have stolen the title of Macho Fop from me. So, like Samson, I had to turn to food <laughs> to make myself feel useful. <laughs> 19, 18 years on and I'm a professional chef who plays with knives and fire on a daily basis and I still don't get a look in with my family when it comes to being macho. Anyway, thanks for the years of free content and laughs. I couldn't have done it without you, Darren. Okay. I mean, not a contender for the title. No, but, but I, I like appreciate it, Darren. that we have nacho fops writing in. Yep. This is from Elias, contender for the most macho listener. Hi, Will and Charlie. At the time of writing this, I am just 17 years old, Ooh. but I still think I am one of your one of the macho listeners. Yep. I grew up in a farm in Norway. I grew up in a farm in Norway. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no. Will Ferrell did it. <laughs> <laughs> and as will uh, and as will will know, it's hard growing up on a farm. Yep. It forces you to be macho. I mean, I actually think. You know, we spoke a few episodes ago about my country accent coming back. Yeah. I do think some of, I must have picked some stuff up in the first 17 years of my life. And yeah, some of, of those things are actually starting to... Fester. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a kombucha culture. <laughs> At age one, my father almost cut my finger off, leaving me with a very ugly and macho scar on my hand. Okay. When I turned eight, I'd been beaten up by a cow. I watched my sister being born and I'd been kicked by the biggest horse in all of Norway. <laughs> Shut up. That's 100% what he said. Uh, well, you know what? He got beaten up by you... a cow and kicked by the largest horse in Norway. Like, firstly, <laughs> do you know what the largest horse in Australia is? That is, is that the thing that people know? No. What the largest horse in a country is? Have you ever, like heard any talk about large wasn't horses there a, wasn't there a, like a meme or something going in last year that was uh, that was like oh this is the biggest bull in the world and then australia said ah oh, no this is our bull and then yeah but i've never seen that for horses no. i've never seen people go this is maybe in norway it's like a so they rushed him to the hospital and then the father's saying to the doctor you got to help him he's been kicked by a horse <laughs> what horse the biggest horse in, in norway, all of Look, norway. there's a big shoe print that covers his entire torso <laughs> unlucky <laughs> Uh, when I hit my early teens, I had saved my brother's life multiple times. Okay, all right. I saved him from a mad bull, taking the beating for him and saving him from a venomous <laughs> snake bite by sucking the venom out of his leg and carrying him on my back many miles. And I told my parents that it was his leg forevermore. <laughs> um, so here's what I'm going to say. So he's also been beaten up by a bull. 
So he's been beaten up by a cow. Yeah. He's that been a, beaten up by a bull. And a horse. And he's been kicked by the... Quadrupeds do not like him. Not just the horse, Charlie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> biggest horse. Biggest horse in Norway. All of Norway. <laughs> do you believe this about him sucking the venom out of his brother's leg and carrying him? Absolutely. Why would he lie about it? And this they, is a man who told us, and he didn't have to, that he'd been beaten up by a cow and kicked <laughs> by the what? biggest horse in Norway. At age 13, my father shot me in the leg well, and refused to take me to the doctor. His so father's I, nearly cut off his finger and <laughs> shot him and refused to take you. Oh, this is some tough parenting. I want uh, to listen to his dad pot. <laughs> <laughs> I should get him on. So I walked around for six months with a giant lead bullet stuck in my leg. No way. Until my mother had to heat up a knife, cut my leg open. Shut up. And get the bullet out. All of this happened on a mountain trip to Rodane, a famous Norwegian, the famous Norwegian mountains, far from many a doctor. I also play guitar in a rock band. So yeah, I'm basically a Viking. Keep up the great work and much love from your Norwegian friends, Elias. Elias. If this is true. If it's true. I don't know. You are, you a are fucking suddenly, finalist, 100%. 100%. That's amazing. Kicked by the largest. <laughs> the I can't get you know, past that. All of Norway. That's fucking amazing. I hope he's not lying because that is what a story. Gonna, <laughs> you know what I'm going to Google? The biggest, <laughs> the horse, the biggest in horse in Norway. And any like, well, he said he's only 17. So you got to imagine. Maybe a news article about it. Are you saying? Boy survives kicking by largest horse in Norway. Biggest horse in Norway. Okay. All right. So what is, what comes up? Um, no, there's nothing. Nothing uh, in the news. Nothing in the news. Large horse kicking a boy. I'm gonna give Google biggest horse in the world. What about? Drunk Norwegian father shoots son in leg, <laughs> refuses to take the doctor. In mountains. Um, okay, the world's biggest horse stood. Okay, how big do you think oh, the world's fucking, biggest horse was? I don't was? know, 12 hands. Don't you measure them in hands or something? <laughs> well done. Um, 21.2 and a half hands. But the fact that you knew it was even hands, <laughs> I'm giving you points for. Okay. Uh, which is in centimetres. What do you think that is? Uh 10 centimetres? No, 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 what is... How big is the world's biggest horse in centimetres? Oh, right. <laughs> 10 <idiot>. centimetres. <laughs> uh, in centimetres. So let's see, like a really tall person is 2 metres. Yeah. So I'd say just under 2 metres? one uh, 1.9. So... In height. There is an AFL footballer that we talk about on our other show, Two Guys, One Cup. And by the way, Charlie has done a bunch of... Um, new different episodes that are on the two guys one cup feed do you want to quickly my club yeah so basically it's me sitting down with a a prominent supporter from an afl club and talking to them about why they support their club it's just uh it's different to two guys one cup but it still holds the same kind of uh fact-free information it's me trying to educate myself and other clubs and uh this week we've got bernard curry who's a mad richmond supporter um and the good thing about bernie is you ask him one question you get an hour's worth of podcast (laughs) So, there is a footballer called Two Meter Peter. All right. And he is one of the tallest players, if not the tallest player. I think Mason Cox is taller than him, but there's, he's one of the tallest players in the AFL. So, to give you a bit of an idea of now you've got to imagine a horse. It's Could tallest. a horse be as big as Two Meter Peter? So, from hoof to buttock or whatever, it's back. 
Well, no, I think it's in height. That's what I mean, though, like from the leg to the back I, of their hook. I would imagine it was from the ears to the oh. hook. Oh, I don't know, actually. What would be height of a horse? would be from the ground to the... Yeah, from the ground to the top of their head, though. Right? Oh, top of the head, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd say, okay, top of the head, I didn't... I didn't uh, 2.5. No, 2.9. How big's a head? 220 <laughs> centimetres. So 2.2. 2.2 yeah, metres. There you go. But that, is that the biggest horse? Or that's an average horse. No, that's the biggest horse in the world. No, it's not that impressive, Eric. <laughs> Elias. <laughs> uh, well, this is from Andrew. Macho Mac Stop Man. Hello, boys. Uh, might me a toughie. <laughs> oh, what? Might me a toughie. In 1987, I fell out of a second-story window in Berlin, but landed on a snowbank. The same year, I fell... Uh, I fell out of a moving chair, hit my chin and bit off my tongue. Okay. My sister kept it in a towel. They had to fly in a pediatric orthodontic surgeon from Munich to reattach it. Forgot, silly me, I was two years old. I have had more than 75 stitches in my head, not counting the tongue thing. I even have a scratch on my skull. I've broken 11 bones. I've been skateboarding for 27 years. Yeah. Was jumping off buildings before it was cool. Good sport. Should let your kids do it. <laughs> Here is the eight ball sinker. I had 21 girlfriends in high school. What? If you have sex with a, uh, with a lad, you 40, uh, you're 40 to... Hang on. If you have sex with a lad, you're 40 to 50, 50 to 45% macho. If you are gay like me and have sex with a man, you're 195% macho. The other 5%. All were consenting adults. What? I don't understand the math on that. So, Okay. Well, I think the theory. I had twenty-one is, girlfriends in high school. If you have a sex with a lad, you're forty to fifty percent macho. But if you have sex with a guy, you're hundred percent macho. Oh, because because you're both guys, yeah. so you double them. All right, 40, double the macho. Double the yeah. So ninety. Yeah. So ninety to hundred percent macho. Yeah. yeah, right. I get it. All consenting adults. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> uh, check, please, Andrew. So he's pretty confident, Andrew. Yeah, he's too macho confident. Listener. Um, P.S. I also broke my ex-husband's nose in self-defense with a broken with a broken collarbone. I love all of you. Kiss, kiss. Andrew, what? you certainly got a talent for breaking things <laughs> like bones. Here's what I, I mean, was saying. You sound accident prone more it, than macho. But also not just accident prone because you're breaking other people's bones as well. There is a lot of breaking bones and I'm glad we've given you a forum to be able to discuss it publicly. But you're not going to win our competition. We can't get behind this. Uh, Tom writes in, macho, macho man. Hi there. I've listened to every episode. Yes, even those ones. I'm surely a contender for the machoist person listening. I'm 34 years old and I'm a spray painter. Tags, Will. Fucking tags, mate. Mate, I'm already in. I restore old motorbikes and cars. Yep. I do custom designed hot rods. I own a 1957 Harley. Have tattoos and a beard and I love VB. I have an old 4x4. And I love going bush and camping. I own a gun, but I don't like killing. Just, uh, just targets. So on paper and visually, I appear macho. Yeah. But I like to think that I'm in touch with my sensitive side. I also go for St Kilda, which is not very macho. Is that not macho? Can your choice of team mark you as being macho or not? Yeah, macho guys yeah. don't go for Melbourne. No, you can... You can it, yes. I don't think it St Kilda... It doesn't make you macho, but it can rule you out. Mm. St Kilda has macho supporters, though. But I think yes. the stereotype is more we're just tragics. We're just pitiable But also, tragics. there's a like hipster St Kilda sort of yeah. actors and like a lot, they've got some celebrity supporters and stuff. We're cool. 
We're not yeah. need macho. We're cool. Exactly. Um, I also have a French bulldog. I love the show, guys. I'm not a doctor, but I'll have a look. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Tom. Well, Tom, visually, Tom, love it. We just need to get clarification around Elias, right? Yeah, we need a fact check. We need the people from Guinness World Records. Do you think we could hire one for an afternoon? Just go, could you please fly and <laughs> check out the validity of a couple of these stories? But good, good entry. Good, solid entry. All right. This is from Gus. Macho Personesque. Good. Macho Personesque? Yes. Hello, boys. I'd like to throw my two cents into the ring for the most macho listener. Okay, good. Where do I start? Not that it's a competition or anything. It is. It actually, it's actually by it's definition. A 100% it's a competition. <laughs> but I'm 6'7". Oh! Hello. A big fella! Hello! Hey, hello. reel it in. we got hello. a big uh, the 10-foot fin boy. <laughs> Almost as big as a horse. <laughs> I'm 100 uh, kilos, plus kilos. Long-haired and bearded. Mm, okay. A bit of that going yeah. along. He's got the right look. Yep. I'm a, profession, I'm a professional motorcycle rider. What does that mean? Like he rides like, as a like career a or something? crusty demon of dirt? At the age of 55. Uh, What's a 55? You're not doing crusty demons. Stuff. Rusty demon of dirt. <laughs> it's Russell Crowe. <laughs> Fits the age profile. Um, uh, I professional, professionally ride motorcycles at 55 years of age. I surf every morning possible with okay. the Finn boys. Wink. Uh, I wrangle snakes on the regular. And I play Ooh. bass, guitar, and a shit-hot punk rock band. Recently voted the fourth best surf, punk, jazz, metal, leather band in the 4573 postcode. You know what I will say about this? Is, like, I like that these macho guys also play in bands. Yeah. There's a real theme of, like, going, I work on motorbikes on a surf in the morning and I build bloody houses with my bare hands. And then I go, I'm playing the band. <laughs> I've worked as a dish pig, pizza cook, roadie, farmhand, teacher, uni lecturer, swim coach, surf instructor, before landing in the current career for the last five years. Professional motorbike rider. <laughs> so at the age like of 50, what a game. great, hard to track. But what does a professional motorcycle rider do? You know what? Let's run through those again. All I right. want to have a little, I want to walk more slowly through this dude's life and the careers that he's chosen. So dish pig. Let's assume they're in order, even if they aren't. Let's just assume. So he starts washing dishes. Fair yeah. enough. Yep. Then moves up to pizza cook. You know what? I reckon I don't have to just wash the fucking dishes in this pizza restaurant. I reckon I could cook a pizza. Okay. Well, how do you make this left turn? Roadie. So a band came in one night after a gig for pizza and then Roadie was leaving and they actually got on with them really well. I gave them a few free pizzas and they tipped really well at the end and they said, hey, we've got some work going tomorrow if you want to come down. And suddenly I was a roadie. Okay. So you do that for a couple of years and then farmhand. Farmhand. Well, you know what the thing is? Played a lot of small towns. Played a lot of small towns, and some of them are very delightful. I met a girl in a local small town, and I thought, you know what? I'll get a job as a farmhand. I'll work locally. I'll just simplify my life a little bit. After all this time out on the road with rock and roll bands, I need a little bit of simplicity back in my life. Teacher. Well, you know what? Now that I have this newfound wisdom, I want to share <laughs> it with down. other people. You know, I'm in this community. I'm part of the community. I want to pass on some of the life lessons that I've learned. The best way to do that is become a teacher. Uni lecturer. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, I've always been an ambitious person. From the very first moment I took my hands out of the sink and put them into the pizza oven, I knew I was a guy who could see how I could progress, so I progressed to university. Swim coach. There sure are a lot of sexy girls at this university. (laughs) (laughs) 
The next change of career was compulsory. <laughs> Uh, and then from uh, swim coach to surf instructor. I really like the water, man. I, I really like hot chicks <laughs> in bikinis. Like, I can take this outside. Uh, before landing in his current profession. Okay. Yeah. I've also played and coached Aussie rules football. Yep. Winning premierships in both. Last games as a player and a coach. Oh, player and coach. So that's, mm. if you listen to other podcasts, you know Will and I, big fans of the player coach. The player coach. What love, love to bring things. it back. The last game as a player was at the age of 46 playing against players in their 20s and the 30s, while our team had a 16-year-old kid. <laughs> I like that. Your team was well-balanced. You had the world's oldest man and the world's youngest kid. That was playing for the Abu Dhabi Falcons, oh. a team that I was involved in setting up in the Middle East AFL competition. It was an unbeaten season playing uh, in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Oman, Bra- ba- Bahrain in 38 and then 30 plus degree heat. Bahrain, or as they call it, the, the B-Clash. <laughs> I also I also lived and worked in Indonesia for about five years, playing footy there too for the Bali Geckos. <laughs> the Geckos. I'd like more information about the Bali Geckos. Have if you you'd like to follow up with like a theme song and... The Just, Bali geckos are always beating the Bali boogie bags, <laughs> boogie board bags. <laughs> the boogie, Bali boogie, boogie board bags. Mostly because they can't pronounce the name of their own team. It's a real really hard to do the team song. <laughs> while shouting, uh, while shouting in the chooks at night, sometimes I sometimes cane toads jump under my bare feet. I don't even squeal, and I've had to rescue chickens from eight foot eight foot pythons trying to get at them. One time when my wife was listening to a philosophy episode with headphones in, she couldn't hear my yelling for about 10 minutes while I wrestled with a snake. <laughs> when she did hear, she interpreted my asking for a pillowcase to put the snake in to mean the cover for a small throw cushion. <laughs> Which may have contained a smaller snake, but not this one. In the past couple of weekends, I have cleaned around 100 square metres of, I don't know what that is, of philo, philo, philodendrons, philodendrons, flowers. And this weekend, I am booked in to build a skateboard half pipe with my youngest son in the backyard. Love your work, Gus. Good, now, Gus. Solid. Solid. Like, this is your every man, macho. Yeah. This is what you want your dad to be, macho. Yeah, this is definitely just like, doesn't need a sense of bravado to prove how macho he is. He's just, just generally macho. And to top things off, there's a PS. By professional motorbike rider. Oh, awesome. I mean, posty. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, good. Well done, guys. Good reveal. I don't know if you're going to win, but what a great letter. I like it. But you get the coach's award. <laughs> uh, okay, this is from Richard Macho Fop. Two column Fop. Greetings, Will and Charlie. To begin with, thank you for all the wonderful content. I've been listening to Toe Fop since episode 28. Thanks to. Thanks to. Wi-Fi, obviously. Hang on. Been listening to this episode. Thanks to I can't what W Oh, walking the room. <laughs> Sorry, my iPad. The font is so small. W R I. I thought anyway. I'll keep going. Uh, you've given me much joy throughout my life, and all and almost the leaving of it. Oh, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Good. Here we go. I'm glad to hear. The primary reason for this letter is to stake my claim in the for the macho fop crown. Full disclosure, I should say, I am decidedly not macho as I spend my free time reading, playing Dungeons & Dragons, and rock climbing. So I'm completely nerdy. Rock climbing's still pretty macho, right? The closest we get is the rock climbing. <laughs> We're climbing all over each other to get to the rock. 
However, I have a very faux fop claim, a very toe fop claim to the macho fop crown that I would like to put forth. I am a teacher, not a doctor, Mm -hmm. though both of my sisters are, though they sadly don't listen. Formerly a farmhand, obviously, (laughs) in the natural progression of these careers. Yeah, a roadie, a pizza cook. (laughs) And I was riding my motorcycle to school one morning when I was hit by a car and almost died. Twice. Every square inch of my body was covered in gear. Otherwise, I would surely have been killed on the spot. But thanks to the armor and the helmet I was wearing, I only broke my right thumb, my right leg, four ribs, and two vertebrae. <laughs> In true Tofop fashion, I also bruised my scrotum like you would not believe. Okay, good. What makes this a truly Tofop worthy, however, is what I was listening to <laughs> oh. when my commute was so rudely oh, interrupted. Okay. The day was February 5th, 2016. Mm-hmm. So what was playing my earbuds was Will and Daniel Sloss of Fof- in Fofop 233, White Men Can't Empathize. So, almost. The last voice I ever heard was Will and Daniel. Was Will and probably Daniel's. As I mentioned, I didn't die that day, though I did develop a pseudo-aneurysm in my spleen, which ruptured two months later and I almost bled to death. <laughs> I was grading essays and attempted to ignore the pain, though I eventually was taken to a hospital to have emergency surgery. I lost seven units of blood. And, uh, and, uh, and as it was three days after the <laughs> Melbourne Comedy Festival toe fop, I was released. And, and as it was three days after the Melbourne Comedy Festival toe fop was released, I had already listened to that, so I was probably listening to Iron Maiden. <laughs> Sorry. Still, in my most ever macho moment, when I was wheeled into the OR, to have the anesthesiologist, I assume, ask me if I had any metal in me, I said, I'd like to think I'm as metal as fuck. Oh, that's good. Actually, that is probably just nerdy, so never mind. On the other hand, I now have a 46-centimeter scar on my abdomen where I was, what's it called when you slice things in two? Biciferated? Bi- yeah. Bi- sure. Biferated? Bi- Bifurcated. 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 Which is certainly... Not a doctor, but there will be plenty of angry people listening to this right now. <laughs> people who like the English language. Uh, but that's definitely macho. Some other points. I go hiking in the mountains near Albuquerque at least twice a week, and they are absolutely stiff with mountain lions and black bears. Okay. I saw a lion-killed deer on Saturday. And while we're on the subject, why are Aussies so terrified of bears? I mean, every animal in your continent is either as venomous as hell, a 25-long-foot carnivorous reptile, or riddled with chlamydia. We never see black bears unless it's a drought year and they can't find food. Of course, thanks to climate change, every year is a drought year now, so that's bad. I'll probably be eaten tomorrow. So please have James Fosdyke immortalize me as the most macho top-up listener of all time. Pretty good. I think we have to have subcategories for like you know, toughest macho listener. Yeah, it's like footy presentation. Night. Yeah. There's got to be some coaches awards. And I think that this one, like most injured, you know, while involved closest in an episode. Of, yeah, closest to death while episode, like listening to an episode. But it was fop. It wasn't fop. So it doesn't, there's still room for someone else to have been listening to fop while they got in a serious accident. So if you have been, let us know. You're still in contention for that subcategory for these awards. All right, the last one is from Oren, Macho Fop, two colon Fop. I'm from California, continuing our uh, US Again, correspondence. I think the, the Aussies jumped in for a bit because they, they felt slighted. 
But that last one was Albuquerque, yeah. right? So yeah. a couple of Americans. A lot of in. yeah. I'm just gonna say, Aussies, macho Aussies. I'm not listening to this show. We've had heaps of macho Aussies. We've had a couple. We've had none that have been almost like killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not that or shot by their dads. Yeah. <laughs> or kicked by the biggest horse in Norway. Exactly. Two the goals. Norwegians are in front of the Australians. <laughs> in terms of macho. Lift your bloody game, Australians. Stop tooling around in your bloody sheds with your cars and your motorbikes. If and this podcast beer. is good enough for Norway's most macho man. <laughs> 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 this man was almost kicked to death by Norway's biggest horse. I'm from California, where we have more deadly animals than Nebraska. Bears, mountain lions, rattlesnakes, deadly spiders, and great white sharks, all of which I have seen. Well, okay, fine. All dorsal fins look the same. Yeah. I've broken ribs that ever seeing a doctor before turning 18. I boxed another man with only thin MMA gloves. I had surgery without anesthesia so I could Ooh. get back to work within the hour. Oh. Despite having a master's in architecture, I work both designing things and as what you would call a tradie. Accidentally cut my finger to the bone once and I only used super glue to repair it. That's oh pretty my much God, it. that is much Um I've lived outdoors more than um, um, for a month at a time and even though all of this is true, I can't uh, keep up pretending to be alpha any longer. I cry, I take antidepressants and I talk to psychologists and I think we should all embrace all sides of ourselves. Yeah, Cheers. I, I agree. Oren. Well, that's pretty fucking macho. Yeah. Like all those things he described is stuff you'd see Harrison Ford doing in a movie. Well, he's had to fight like, you know, why not fight, I guess, like bears and, you know, great white sharks and stuff Avoid he's them. seen them yeah and he's had to fight he's had to the, live with them he's had to fight the black dog yep which is also a you know a battle that is very difficult who wins the black dog or the biggest horse in yeah. Norway <laughs> if, if they're in a fight if just tell me Dr. Carl why are you walking away <laughs> the biggest horse in Norway versus the black dog <laughs> um, keep them coming yeah, lift your good. game, Aussies. Come you on, more Australia. macho, more macho Australian listeners and girls. Lift your game. We had a few last week. We had none this week. Well, maybe more. here's what we need. Also, is maybe the women are intimidated by the particularly male macho ness because yeah. macho has traditionally been very male focused. Whereas we're trying to, you know, democratize macho. I think subcategories is the way to go. So I think we can crown Tofop's most macho. Internationalista, yeah. We could crown Tofop's most macho Australian male listener. We could have most macho Australian female listener, maybe. Maybe you just, you know, you just want to be our most macho female listener. There was a listener who wrote in because it I'd... feels like most of the ways we're defining macho are about were you a dickhead that broke your bones and then didn't go to the doctor? And women probably don't do that. They probably go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I mean, someone did write in, I can't find the email right now, but they said, this is how listening to all the macho, it yeah. falls into six categories, which is like personal injury, um, violence, yeah. uh, you know, outdoors, work with hands, blah, blah, blah. And I think that maybe we open, we open a bit, we open, to whatever you think is macho. Our definition of macho does not need to be so narrowly defined. Yes. We are open to submissions with your own interpretation of what macho means. But. 
One question. Yeah. Have you been kicked by the biggest horse? I mean, it's a high bar to jump over. <laughs> the biggest horse in Norway. I mean, I, you know what I do need from Elias? More details. Yeah. How were you kicked by the biggest horse in Norway? Like, do you think it was that... I'm speculating maybe some sort of country fair. Like, they've, they've gone to see the biggest horse in Norway. No. So, he's living in a farming community. Yeah. It's some local show. Right. Like, the big advertising is you're going to see the, the biggest, biggest horse in Norway. In Norway. Yeah. And he's like a kid or something. Yeah. And, like, he goes around the back of the biggest horse in Norway or something and the biggest horse in Norway kicks him. Yeah. Yeah. He drop, he drops his... What do they eat in Norway? Like... His waffle cone. He drops his... Papa! Papa! He drops his... No, young Elias! <laughs> and he runs behind the horse. It is getting hay on it, father! Elias, come back! And then the horse, like, psh, kicks him. <laughs> Turns out it's actually just two really tall guys <laughs> in a costume. <laughs> two ex-basketballers. <laughs> All right, that's the show for this week. Yeah. Um, you should go to tofop.com if you want to get in contact with us. There's a little contact form down the bottom. In fact, you can get in touch with any of our podcasts and yes. correspond with them. Um, what's happening on Willosophy this week? What Will? is happening on Willosophy this week? Um, so, Tom Gleason. <laughs> Tom Gleason, a uh, very funny Australian comedian, host of Hard Quiz, of course, and uh, Hard Chat on the Weekly, and Gold Logie winner, and. Uh, brilliant stand-up comedian and a, a friend of mine and so it, it was one that was done in person we got to actually have a catch-up so i think that people will probably very much enjoy it i certainly enjoyed having the conversation with tom so check that out and i've got a couple of cool guests coming up in the next couple of weeks i think i mean it isn't recorded yet but we've locked in a recording date for tim payne who's the captain of the australian cricket team which i'm very excited about yeah paul dempsey from something for kate a whole bunch of other cool people anyway uh like will said before there is a summer series of two guys one come uh two guys one come <laughs> two guys sure <laughs> whatever you want to call it it's as long summer. as i'm not involved you can call it whatever you want to call it our summer series uh as i said i'm talking to bernard curry but this thursday or friday i'm not sure when it comes out scott dooley will be on the show talking about his beloved Collingwood Magpies. And we will do um, another episode, you know, or other episodes of Two Guys, One Cup, basically probably when Gruen's finished. Just the next few weeks for me are really, like, pretty full on. But um, after that, I'll have plenty of time and we can do a proper wrap of the season and complete some of the Fife... Uh, Cunnington oh, fan God, fiction. So and, much to read. Uh, and you know what? And people did people send you that Western Australian yes, article about that five. We have to have a yeah. look at that. So there's plenty of stuff coming up, but we'll just have to find some time in the next couple of weeks. And if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is at Patreon. And in fact, uh, some new content has gone up this week. We put up a bonus for the episode of Tofa where we answer letters. And I recorded the ASMR video that nobody wanted, <laughs> that an underwhelming number of people asked for. But uh, I went ahead and recorded. The reaction has been exactly what you think it would be. Underwhelming? <laughs> no, it's been quite overwhelming. But people are disturbed. And it was quite um, an experience. I actually did two versions. I did a test. I did a pilot. Yeah. I did an ASMR pilot. Because I watched a few videos. And they all have like kind of soft lighting. And they're all lit in a certain way. Fairy lights and stuff like that. So um, uh, I did that. I set up my space really like uh, comforting and smooth and quiet. So I read from Tofop 100 while eating healthy banana pancakes. Goes for 15 minutes. If you think that's your jam, <laughs> sign up to Patreon. <laughs>
<laughs> and while you're there, you can also check out a bunch of other great bonus content. We have uh, our comic strips, Everyone Relax yes. and Quantum Cop. There's behind the scenes videos, there's photos, there's a whole bunch of stuff. It's a great reason to uh, join, but also you're supporting our yes. show. And at tofop.com, there is also Fofop. There will be a new one this week, either with Justin or Dave. I'm just juggling some dates, but uh, there was a really great one with Justin like last week where he was in a pretty raw and honest mood. So it's, it goes to some pretty raw and honest places, but I think people have been really enjoying it. So um Check that out. Check it all out at tofop.com. And now in our traditional sign-off, don't get kicked by noise. <laughs> Biggest horse. horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, noise. Biggest horse. How long? Not long. Everyone relax. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.